Hello and welcome back to the First and Ten podcast. I am your host, I'm Dave. Uh, we are going to be doing some fantasy uh, stuff today. I'm going to be looking at some of the players that could win you your league. I uh, asked you for your suggestions, um, players you like, players who be drafted. Sorry, players who have been drafted a bit too low. Um, and yeah, we're going to go through them. I've got ten of my own. Um, then uh, I'll get to yours straight after. So I'm going to go in sort of overall rank uh, order. Um, got some sort of from the mid rounds and some a little bit later. Some ones that can uh, perhaps get you a title. You know. You're getting these players uh, a lot later than you probably should be getting them, and uh, there's a bit of a theme with, especially the early ones. I think players who are probably been a bit disrespected over these last uh, season or so, and probably have that big bit of upside that could win you a league, and that's sort of what you're looking for. They're the difference makers, aren't they? Them players you can get in the third, fourth, fifth round that maybe perform like first and second. So yeah, I will get straight in with it. First up, uh, it's a huge name, but. It is Odell Beckham. I mean, currently he's the wide receiver 13, which, I mean, the names ahead of him aren't the bums or anything. Don't get me wrong, they're not terrible players. But when you look at what he can do and what his upside is, then you're getting him 31 overall is ranked at the moment. And in some leagues, that's a fourth round, which is crazy for a player of his talent. It's not like players ahead of him haven't got question marks. You've got Alari Cooper, who, again, is great, but he can be up and down. You've got other players that will come into that offence. You've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who, I mean, I love Juju, but we don't know what he's going to be. Alan Robinson, just the Chicago offence is the uh, sort of big question mark there. You've got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, who we both don't quite know what their roles are going to be. So getting Beckham that little bit later than all them players, I really, really like. Um... Last year, his targets were up from the year before, despite sort of falling down. And he had he still had two hundred fantasy points over the sixteen games last year. And I mean, when you look at his first three years in New York, he had what thirteen hundred yards in each of those seasons. And other than that injury sort of plague season of 2017 he has had a thousand yards every single season so far it's just these last three years his touchdowns have been down a little and I mean touchdowns are a little bit fluky so there's every chance he sort of sees a positive regression there and he does get improving that four touchdowns of last year and that Browns offense in general should be a lot better and for me Odell Beckham where he's going right now is the sort of player that can win you a league don't get me wrong there's a lot there's Risk and there's risk with every one of these players. Um, so I mean, there's a reason that they are falling a little, so there is a bit of risk with all of them. But for me, he has so much upside and perhaps more upside than some of them players going ahead of him. Um, I mean, yeah, when he's played well, even 12 games, other than the one year he only played four games, he's had a thousand yards, and yeah, in them seasons, he's two of them seasons, he only had 12 games, so. Yeah, he's, he's an incredible player with incredible talent and someone that, as I say, definitely is a league winner if you uh, can get him back into the third, early fourth round. You could be getting a steal for him there. Uh, next up, it is a running back. Uh, somebody's had a bit of injury issues the last couple of seasons, but, I mean, he is the RB1 on a really good offence, and that is James Connor. 
he, yeah, again, what, 2018, when he sort of took over from Le'Veon Bell, he was incredible. He uh, he definitely was a league winner then. He was going so late, and obviously with Bell um, sitting out, he ended up being an absolute fantasy star. But he is a really good running back. Is he an absolute elite running back? Probably not. But is he one of the top 20 running backs? I mean, assuming he plays, what, even if he said 14 games, land for him to miss a couple. Because at the end of the day, players are going to miss games through injury, especially running back. So factoring that in is really hard because, I mean, they all miss games. But again, look at the players going ahead of him. You've got Le'Veon Bell, who has his own issues. Chris Carson. I mean, is he even going to be the... The main running back in Seattle, they've signed Carlos Hyde, they've uh, got Penny. Who knows there, it's a bit muddled. You've got Todd Gurley, who personally I want none of this year. Leonard Fournette, do we even know if he's going to be a Jag for too long? He feels like one of them players that could be traded pretty quickly in this season for a team that is definitely in rebuild. And I mean, he hasn't really performed, has he? Um, I mean, Kenyon Drake, who is one of my big avoids this year, I just don't see it with him. I don't think a player all of a sudden becomes a great running back like he is being drafted as. Um, so, yeah, I think James Conner, I think after the draft, there were sort of concerns that the Steelers could draft another running back, but that didn't end up happening. And I think that quickly boosted him up the list. I mean, who's his competition there? You've got Anthony McFarland. I mean, is he going to take away too many car- carries? Benny Snell, is he going to do too much there? I don't really think so. Um, see, I think James Conner's going to get the majority of work in a good offence, a good offensive line, and I mean, that's all you can really hope for. Um, all of fancy is about volume and opportunity, and I mean, he certainly has that, and he is someone that can, yeah, as I say, I don't want to keep saying it, but someone that can win you the league again, being drafted back into the fourth round, early fifth in some leagues, and I mean, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, first two picks, I think if you can get James Conner as your sort of second running back after going wide receiver heavy early, then, I mean, you're you're in a really good spot there. And I think he's someone that can get volume. He's going to get the get the opportunity and he can, he's shown before that he can run away with that and really excel. Uh, next up is another player going, for me, just too late. Even in 12-team league, 12-team league, sorry, he is going in the fifth and that is Cortland Sutton I know we have sort of uncertainty around Drew Locke is Drew Locke good enough is he great I don't think it really matters for Sutton for me Sutton is I don't know, quarterback proof but he is an absolute stud um I was shouting about Sutton all last year and I mean I'm not going to stop shouting about him because I think he is a star again I mean, look at who's going ahead for him. DJ Chuck, like, fine, I think he's a good player, but, I mean, I don't really want any of that Jacksonville offense. Um, you've got Calvin Ridley. I mean, great, I, I like Ridley, but I mean, he's the number two option on that offense, and I'm not sure I want that. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, there's all uncertainty about that Rams offense anyway. For me, Cortland Sutton is more talented than all of them players, and I don't think this offense is going to be that bad. Um, he had... What, 1,100 yards last year, 15 yards per catch, six touchdowns, that that number can definitely go up. Um, yeah, I think there's so much I like about Sutton. I think he's such a good player, such a talented player. 
the offense has every chance to improve. They've given them, they've given Drew Lock every sort of opportunity, everything he needs to improve. And I think that Cortland Sutton can be the be the man there. I mean, even just after him, you've got T. Y. Hilton. Look at his injury issues. Stefan Diggs. I mean, is he going to excel in that Buffalo offense? DK Metcalf again competing with um, for targets with Ty Lockett and some of the other players there. For me, Sutton, where he's going right now is an absolute steal. Um, yeah, get Cortland Sutton in for me. He is uh, an absolute star and someone that can definitely win you a league. If you can pick him up in the fourth round, then you're laughing. Next up, we have, again, similar to James Conner, really. Um, not necessarily a player that I think is an absolute stud or anything like that, but it's all about opportunity, and uh, David Montgomery is a player that is going to get the opportunities that he doesn't really have any competition for those runs. Um, Tarek Cohen is obviously there, but he is basically a wide receiver at this stage, and he's not running the ball too often. Not He's not going to get no carries, but overall he's not going to get tons and tons this offense i think is going to have to go more run heavy um i don't think either of them quarterbacks there are great um but david montgomery last year he had 242 attempts wasn't great only had 3.67 per carry but he is you'd hope he'd improve on that in his second season six touchdowns again another number that he definitely can improve on but I mean, you've got, you're looking at someone that is probably going to get 250 carries this season without even really trying. And for me, if you can get that, then then there's a real high floor with Montgomery. And if he can improve on last year, then, again, you're laughing. Is the running back, what, 24, going 61 overall at the moment, which... Again, if you can go wide receiver early and then pick up Montgomery, then again you're you're in such a good spot. Look at the players around him. Kareem Hunt is a is the second running back on the Browns, and that may have value. But give me Montgomery over him all day long. Mark Ingram not getting any younger. Got J.K. Dobbins there as a competition. There's just so much uncertainty around players that go in at this stage, especially running backs. And Montgomery can give you RB1 production. He can definitely be a top 12 back this year. If he gets that carries again, then I'd be almost stunned if he isn't. I think he's uh, a bit of a steal right now. And definitely someone that you can just feel confident, plug it in every week, giving you a nice high floor. And sometimes that's what you need in fantasy. And if he can improve on year one then he could be an absolute steal and a real genuine league winner he so i'm not some huge montgomery fan just in terms of talent but as i said before with uh james connor so much of fantasy is about opportunity and he's certainly going to get that um next up we have tyler boyd a player that when i put out the uh post this morning asking for your sort of picks for this sort of sleeper players and players that come into the league. He was a, a popular choice. He is currently the wide receiver 29, going 65th overall. I mean, last year he had, what, two, 220 points in PPR. All these are PPR, by the way, these uh, things, but I mean, it's not a lot different for sort of standard scoring or half PPR or whatever you play. That offence has only got better since last year. There was so much uncertainty about the quarterback position. 
I mean, that uncertainty has gone away. Joe Burrow has the world at his feet, doesn't he, basically? He could be an absolute superstar. And Tyler Boyd has every chance of being the wide receiver one in the offense. There's uncertainty about AJ Green and his health, but even without AJ Green, there's still talent there. And that can only help Boyd, I think. I think he's a player that will sort of thrive off some of these other players getting a bit of attention. He, yeah, he's an absolute superstar in the making, I think. He had 147 targets last year, and I think you can probably expect similar. Um, but say The only number that really could go up is the touchdowns, or sort of has the potential to really go up is the touchdowns. He only had five last year, which isn't loads um, on 147 targets. He had 90 receptions. That could easily push up over the 100 mark, and if it does, then that yardage is probably going to be getting this sort of 13-1400 range. I think this Bengals offence is, although it's a risk, I do think it has a really high ceiling. And uh, Boyd is one of the players I would uh, love to have out there. He's not on this list, but uh, Joe Mixon's another, someone who I think could be in for a big, big year. Um, next up, we have a running back that is sort of much maligned, I would say. He isn't uh, isn't too popular a player. Um, he hasn't done that well since he's been in the league. But again, like these other players, it's all about opportunity. And uh, I think Ronald Jones in Tampa could be in for a year here. Last year, when he did actually get on the field, he did play quite well. Um, he was sort of... Every time they looked like they were going to give him the reins and really turn it over to him, Peyton Barber then got 20 carries, but he's not there anymore. Um, there's obviously competition from LaShawn McCoy, Keyshawn Vaughan, a couple of others in there, but for me, Vaughan's a real avoid. McCoy was a healthy scratch quite often last year towards the end of the season. I don't think all of a sudden he's become this great running back. I think Ronald Jones can take the reins there and can really improve if they can if they just sort of let him do it which I think they will this year I think he can really do well in a Brady offense he had only 172 attempts last year but I would expect that to be up over the 200s he had 4.2 yards per attempt six touchdowns they're good good numbers they are really solid numbers and uh, as I say if you can get that up over the up over the um 200 attempts mark if he can catch a few more balls which he should do in a Tom Brady offense the running backs do do well there even sort of the more sort of run heavy ones but Jones can catch he had 40 touch uh, 40 targets last year 31 receptions for 300 yards that's good numbers and you can expect that to go up with uh, Tom Brady so right now he's the running back 32 he's going 83rd overall right now which What's that? Uh, round uh, seven? Yeah, round seven or eight. Again, like these other running backs I talked about, they're not necessarily stars, but where they're going, they could easily, easily outperform that without really much needing to go that right for them. They've got the opportunity there. They've got the talent. They can definitely take advantage of getting a heavier workload than they've had in the past. And for me, Ronald Jones is someone to really target late, especially if you've gone wide receiver heavy early on in your draft. If you can get him as your RB3 or 4, then you, it's hard to do better than that. 
And that is very, very realistic with how these uh, drafts are falling. Uh, next up, and it's the only tight end on my list, it is Mike Kosicki. I mean, literally, just before I started recording this, there was a, an alert from Sleeper saying about how he's uh, a red zone monster and they're, they're raving about him at sort of uh, Dolphins camp. But he is that sort of player. He, uh, yeah, so much to like about him. He's so, what do you have last year? 186 points, uh, only 51 receptions, but he had almost 90 targets. That's a number that is catching and definitely go up. But five touchdowns. That's the number to look at. I think he could could well double that. This offense is going to be a lot better this year, I think. Um, and he is someone that can really thrive in that. I think he's got so much, when you look at him, to like about it. Uh, to like about him, sorry. He's got, for a tight end, he's got everything you want. He's so athletic. He he really can catch well. Like The numbers don't look as good as they probably should, but I think he's someone that, was quite a raw prospect. I think he had a lot of work to do, but now entering his third year, he's someone I think you could really see make a leap. And I mean, if you can get with your backup tight end, if you've taken another one early, but for me, he's in that run. For me, I'm waiting on tight end and taking Gasicki, um, I don't know, Herndon, maybe players like that, two or three of them, and hoping one of them works out. But for me, Mike Gasicki, tight 11, tight end 11, sorry, 101 overall, he's going. I think he's someone that can really, really thrive. And I do wonder if he is someone that will rise up draft boards as we get closer and closer to the season. But for right now, I'd rather have him probably over Austin Hooper, um, over Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram's got his in injury issues. They're all decent players. But for me, I think Gasicki might have a higher ceiling than all of them. Um, yeah, Gasicki, the only tight end of our list and one that I really, really do like. I think he's someone that can really win you a league in a position that has been tough over the last few years to really find somebody to consistently give you production. I think he is going to be that sort of player. I think he can be relied on to score a touchdown most weeks and maybe chip in with two. I think he's somebody that can sneakily put out a lot of production. Next up, and we are back to wide receivers and running backs, these last three picks. It is someone that I really did like coming into the league last year. He didn't have a very successful first season, but a lot of that was down to injury. He never got a training, or any real training camp. He missed a massive part of the season. But Nikhil Harry from the New England Patriots is someone that I think could end up being an absolute steal. Somebody in that Patriots offense is going to break out. Maybe multiple people. Cam Newton has shown that he can support wide receivers, uh, even if they're not always the most consistent. But I think Harry has a lot of pedigree. I think he's a sort of wide receiver that Cam Newton will like. He's a sort of player that catches most things you throw at him. I think he, yeah, I think he's got a lot of time. For me, it was wide receiver two coming out last year behind DK Metcalf. And when you look at the players he's going around. I mean, he's going around Miko Hardman. Again, that uh, Chiefs offense is great, but, I mean, what's Hardman the fifth option? Debo Samuel's going ahead of him. We don't even know if he's going to play for the first few weeks. Preston Williams, is uncertainty there. Darius Slayton, is uncertainty. Anthony Miller, do you want the second wide receiver on the Chicago Bears? Not for me, where Nikhil Harry could end up being the wide receiver one on the New England Patriots that we've shown 
that have shown the past that Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick can get something out of all these players, no matter who they are. And I think with Cam Newton, I think they're really going to do a good job. And I think he's someone that can really do well. And with that, I think the wide receivers, even most I know, I didn't put him on here, but I think he is someone to target later in these drafts because he's basically going almost undrafted in some leagues. Going right at the end of drafts. And yeah, both of these players, I'd love to take a chance on both of them in drafts. He's the... Harry's a wide receiver, 54, and if he doesn't outperform that, I'll be stunned. Assuming he uh, plays m- the majority of games, I'll be stunned if he isn't a top 40 receiver. Because I just think the opportunity is there for him. I think he's a really talented player. And uh, I think they will tr- try and work him into it. I think he's someone they'll purposely try and get into the game because they need him to work out as much as anything. So, uh, yeah, Nikhil Harry, someone who is an absolute steal. Now, perhaps my number one player on this list in terms of where they're going, um, their upside compared to that. He is the RB52 right now, going at 151 overall. So, what, the 13th round. And that is Chase Edmonds, running back for the Cardinals. For me, I think by the end of the year, he will be the Cardinals' starting running back. I've stuck by that for a while. I, nothing's really changed for me there. I just do not believe in Kenyon Drake. And while there is uh, other players there, you know Benjamin, he was only like a seventh rounder. David Foster, they're not going to do a lot. Whether, even if Drake keeps a job, Edmonds has shown that he can run with it and he can, when he gets the opportunity, he can play amazing. I mean, last year he had that one huge game where he had 27 attempts of and David Johnson was out. But then he suffered his own injury problems. Um, but he can catch out the backfield. He can be so he can be part of the passing game. He can run it up the middle. His yards per carry last year were incredible. He um, he had over five yards a carry, four touchdowns, and that was in just thirteen games. But a lot of them games he didn't actually he wasn't actually suited up. It, he is someone that for me becomes RB1 and when you're drafting this late you're just looking for players that can end up getting that workload and for me I think he wins that job off of Drake Drake whether Drake stays fit or not for me Edmonds is an absolute steal and I'm taking him early in most of my drafts that I can if he's if he's still there in the 11th 12th he's someone I'm really really looking at and I mean I'm not taking him every time because that's just not how I draft but he is someone I want a lot, a lot of shares in. Um, I think he's someone that by the end of the year, I'd say, will be a, probably a start. And going into next year's draft, it wouldn't surprise me if he's being drafted in the top four or five rounds, if not higher than that. I think, yeah, I think he can be the Cardinals RB1. I think he will win that job off of Drake eventually. And going as the 52nd running back off the board, give me that all day long. All day long. Um, the final player I have... Uh, picked i wanted to get someone outside of the 200s um so it's not necessarily someone i like think is an absolute stud but he's shown before in his career that he can be a consistent fantasy producer and going where he's going i love it um and that is tyra williams he's had his last four years in fantasy, he's had 216 points, 136 points, 135 points, 143 points. And that was despite last year playing through injury for a lot of that. His um, 
Yards per catch is 15. Six touchdowns last year, but he's had five, four, seven years for that. So he's been pretty steady there. Nice average, just under six. Six touchdowns a year. Again, these numbers aren't crazy numbers, but you're getting him as the wide receiver 74. Um, somebody that you can sort of plug in and play has a bit of upside for me. It's great. I don't think the changes they've made in... Um, Vegas really make a lot of difference to him. I don't think Henry Ruggs comes in and sort of takes all his catches away and targets away. I don't think Hunter Renfro does either. For me, I think Williams has a very defined role in this offense. I think he is someone that, if he's on the field, he will be getting his targets. And it seems like everything I've read seems like he is over those foot issues, the plantar fasciitis that he had last year where he did play, but he missed so much of the, so many games and wasn't himself. So he got paid a lot of money by the Raiders. And for me, he is someone that can really outperform that wide receiver 74 slot. And that is, they are league winners. If we're taking bets on whether he finishes higher or lower than 74, I'm taking the sort of, well, better um lower so i think he's i think he'll end up finishing somewhere in the somewhere between wide receiver 30 and 50 would be my guess maybe a little higher than that but you're getting him at wide receiver 74 and so at that at that time the 202nd pick and he's still available you i don't think you can really do much better than williams he is a, a really good wide receiver and again someone that has an offer a role in the offense someone that I could really see working out well for Vegas this year. So they are the 10. I am now going to... I'll run through them, then I'll uh, get back to your picks. The 10 picks were Odell Beckham, James Connor, Cortland Sutton, David Montgomery, Tyler Boyd, Ronald Jones, Mike Gesicki, Nikhil Harry, Chase Edmonds and Tyrell Williams. So they were my 10. Um, I've got quite a few come in this morning um so i put our post we're recording later today give us one player you think has been drafted too late and could end up being a league winner um at lucky fancy guy martin um it's at lucky fancy guy and that is martin um he has said jameson crowder again someone who is a ppr monster he just gets catch after catch after catch so yeah i can definitely see that one i think crowder is a good shout and someone's going really really late in these drafts um let me just try and find where he is. Uh, where is he right now? I can't even find him on the list. That's how low he's going. Uh, uh, wide receiver 37. And he can easily outperform that, especially in PPR. He's uh, one to really target. And Lowy 133. That's James Lowe. Uh, he says Zach Moss. Again, another one who can, I think can come in. And he's definitely got a role in that offense there in Buffalo. He's... Not necessarily going to be a star, but he is someone that can really outperform where he's being drafted right now. Right, next up we have Liam, aka the Dolphin Abroad, and he is at Dolphin Abroad. And he has gone for, and I'm still struggling to say his name. I really need to find out how to say it. It's uh, Jalen Ragor, the wide receiver in Philadelphia. Again, another one. I think he fits so well in that offense. I think he. Uh, he has a chance to be the best of these rookie receivers in terms of fantasy. I don't think overall, I think some of these others are better than him, but I mean, in terms of where he's landed and sort of opportunity there for him, I think in Philadelphia he has a real chance to 
be great. And wide receiver 50 right now, right by Jerry Judy and basically all the other rookies, Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs. They're all going in the same sort of area, same with C.D. Lamb. But he is someone that can definitely outperform that and be a league winner. Next up, we have at Adjust Ranking Zero. That is generational. Um, yeah, he says Tyler Lockett. Again, everyone who listens to this podcast knows how much I love Lockett. I think he's uh, an absolute stud. Wide receiver 20 right now and can 100% outperform that. And now from the Steve's podcast, we have uh, at GM Boom Up. He says Deontay Johnson. Unsurprisingly, Steve, but again, someone who with Ben back, he has a real chance to step up again. He had a good first season. It can be good this year. I think he is someone that can really outperform that sort of wide receiver 39 years right now. He can really outperform that spot. And yeah, another good shout. Basically, all the replies here really, really good shouts. Someone we've uh, talked about, um, Tyler Boyd, and that is from AJ, at AJ Moore 21, Andy Moore from our Dolphins podcast. Um, got an episode from them coming up later today. Just a little shout out for them. Brand new, uh, only the second episode, but it's a. Uh, off to an absolute flyer of a start. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, he goes for, and uh, at Dynasty Guru NFL, Alex M, he uh, says the correct answer to that one. Um, so I've got a couple more still. Um, so we have, I mean, for me, I don't know if he's a steal right now because he's, what, the wide receiver eight. But at Christomatic, and that's Chris Topher, he says... Kenny Golladay. Um, I mean, I, I love Golladay. I think he's a really good player. Whether he's a, a steal right now is uh, questionable, but I mean, he's wide receiver eight. What's he going? Back end of the second, early third. Then, yeah, I mean, he could be. I mean, I'd rather have him than Alan Robinson. Perhaps DeAndre Hopkins, question marks there, Chris Godwin. So, yeah, so maybe he is that steal right now. Um, oh, I thought we had one more. Um, oh, we do. I'll, I'll miss one, sorry. Uh, it is from Craig Jones, who is at Craigie Craig. At Craigie Craigo, 84, sorry. He says, if he's healthy, and it's a big if, AJ Green. Again, another one. A bit like Tyler Boyd. I think that Bengals offense has a lot of uh, upside and... If he can say healthy, says there, then I do agree that he is someone that could really win you a league. Well, that brings us to the end of that. Um, hopefully, some names there for you to take into your fantasy drafts in these next few weeks. Um, if you are still looking for fantasy leagues, get in touch. We have a few spots to fill. Um, we are at first and ten underscore on Twitter, and we are first and ten on Facebook. Drop us a message. We have got more people coming up with new podcasts um if you want to get involved get in touch you can email me dave at firstand10.co.uk or get in contact via either of those social media platforms uh, that i mentioned before but yeah get in touch get involved with our fantasy leagues we are doing them for myeloma uk this year i think we're up to 205 pound i'm matching that so we're at 410 pound raise for our from our fantasy leagues this year there's no sort of obligation to donate if you want to join the fantasy leagues but if you want to, then that is who we are supporting this year. It's an absolutely voluntary, optional donation. But if you do donate £1 or more, you get entered into a draw to win either a Sony Michelle signed jersey, all uh, certified. <coughs> Sorry about that. All certified. 
all of that malarkey or an unsigned jersey from the team of your choice so i've got a proper drive right now so i'm gonna leave it there um i will be back later this week with another episode and again gonna do some more fantasy stuff and then we have our 100th episode i think this one's 98 um i recorded quite a long time ago expecting us to have done more in this off season but due to work commitments and other stuff it didn't end up happening but we'll still put that as our 100th episode it's a really really good interview and uh yeah thank you for listening and i'll speak to you next time